the Kwame Lass Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Tuesday. We are a global show, so we all over the world around this time. Definitely 9 a.m. in Arizona. Give me Lachey's in the studio. I am. 888-346-9144. First thing I did this morning was cheated. On? Starbucks. Oh, man. Come on. Jamie Winston cheated? No, no, no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crab legs? No. It was, okay. uh, I had a, uh, Einstein's. Coffee's not, Starbucks better. Their coffee is better, but Einstein has bagel with peanut butter on it, cinnamon raisin bagel, and I threw a little peanut butter up there, so I went there first. And it's, you know what, it's actually cheaper, but it could be cheap because Starbucks coffee is actually better. So uh, I got to apologize to uh, Starbucks over there on Queen Creek, um, a school in Queen Creek, to Stacy Templeton and her crew. They usually hook me up, um, but I had to get a bagel. There's no peanut butter bagel over there. It's just a bunch of cakes. Welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Let me turn this dead on uh, phone off. Look, That was Starbucks right there, huh? That was Starbucks. That was the guy, that was the guy in the back, huh? You had your coffee ready to go. No, they didn't. Oh, you going to call me out? No, they, no they, they Starbucks takes care of me. I, I can't, I won't say anything bad about them. I just said I cheated. So I threw it out there in public. I, I didn't want to, you know, like yesterday I had my PSA. I threw that out there. I could have not said anything, but that was what it was. It it's a lesson learned. So if anybody get go through what I went through after hearing the show, hey, I don't want to say you got what you deserve, but I just told you it could be crucial because a lot of people won't be able to afford that. Uh, what what might go down or what possibly can go down in those situations. So, mm-hmm. so just be careful out there. Be very careful. Oh, we do got some stuff to talk about. D. Will went out. Let me go, D. William. He went off last night. Ah oh, man, I want to give him a standing ovation. Out there too, but that, but you know what he. That was one game, maybe one and a half game. He need to show up more like that. And I'm, I'm not saying he need to hit 35 points, five rebounds, five assists. Maybe 25 points, 20-something points, mm-hmm. 10 assists, five rebounds. That's that's last that's, night was Is that superstar right. status? Yes. 25 points. 25, 10, eight, 10, eight and eight. 10 dimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, eight and eight. I think, he should, I think he can do 10 dimes, though. Yeah. I think he can. He has the ball more than anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Ten should be automatic, especially for that. Brooklyn got so much talent, man. He put some work on Teague. <laughs> yes. He put some work on Teague. And it went into overtime. This game went into overtime. Let me find a score, the uh, final score. Is it right there? With you? I think it was 110-118. Yeah. No, oh, 125-118, I think it was. But uh, he, he, did, he put some work on in that game. It was like the old Williams. Yeah. I mean, he, it was that it was that you. He turned guy. yeah one twenty one fifteen. Okay, he turned back the clock, man, and he really dominated the game from start to finish. I haven't seen that D will in so long. I, I know since that's what you I'm what Utah, him and Carlos Boozer. That's the D will I was expecting to come to Brooklyn. Me too. And then with the mixture of uh, Joe Johnson and those guys, oh, I man. thought they'd be okay. I thought they were going to be the best team in the East, and they had especially KG around this team now or this season. For a second year to be, yeah, to, to have it all together. But KG, you know, Paul Pierce and them left town because they knew things weren't right. Paul Pierce came out and said, said it a couple of weeks ago that, you know, this Brooklyn team, they, they don't have the right mindset. 
and that begins with your point guard too. So I feel like he pretty much called D Will out. And but yeah, last night, man, D Will put. They don't have a to worry show. about Seth because you talking about a guy who wins. You and and not only because KG goes out there when he was playing in Minnesota, he went uh, he went out there and uh, he went out there and played at a high level, and they wasn't winning. But when you talk about him going to the Boston Celtics, they put a team together where they want. He's always played hard. So when you get around somebody who don't play hard, that's kind of, that's irritating. It irritates me when. Guys have so much potential and they don't they don't fulfill it or maybe they don't know how or you know sometimes you just don't know what you need to know but when you're around some guys you can't pick up the intensity of how you're supposed to go about your business that is your fault and another thing is I'm not really surprised you know most guys who come out have a game like this in the playoffs you become surprised you like you know wow I didn't expect that from D Will I expected games like this so I really wasn't surprised I was happy. That he finally, you know, he bought that game back, that D-Will that I expected him from. Because I had him as, at one point in the game, the top point guard. You know, I can argue with that. Oh, you can argue. Him and Chris Paul was toe-to-toe. Not the top. Number one, possibly, arguably. Possibly, arguing. Hmm, A couple years ago. But then he faded when he came to Brooklyn. You talking about Utah, him. When he was in Utah, oh, I was a big D-Will fan. I was a fan in Utah, too. Huge D-Will fan. I was a fan in Utah. But, you know, you get a couple injuries here and there, and that sidetrack you. and, And injuries are more... Let me let me let me double talk right here. Injuries are more mental than anything. Although it's a physical situation, it's a physical issue when you get an injury. But the mental part takes over trying to get back on the court. Should I come back? A la Derrick Rose. Should I come back or should I wait? Derrick Rose said about a year and a half trying to get over an injury. I thought it was more mental because he's seen guys come back too fast, and it, and most organizations do rush you back too fast if you're that superstar guy. Mm-hmm. Other other than that, if you're not, you're probably gonna get cut at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. Take your severance and go ahead, and they look at somebody from the D league, or maybe um, you know, depending on what mid range player you are, maybe a possible trade. This guy Darren Williams hit thirty five points last night, five assists, five rebounds. He had an outstanding game. That's the game I look for him. To your point, that's the comment. That's the game I look for him to have night in, night out. I'm more disappointed, not that he doesn't show up that much. I'm more disappointed at the Atlanta Hawks. Oh yeah, it's the, this series is tied two two. Atlanta Hawks had a great season. I was in Atlanta when and watched these guys, not in the arena, but I was in Atlanta and watched these guys play, and and you can see the the change of the city. Mm-hmm. These guys got the number one record in the East. They got the number one seed in the East, and they tied with Brooklyn. What is Brooklyn? Number five or something? Number, number six? Eight. Number eight? They the last. They the last team. To get in. Yeah. And they tied with the they tied with the number one seed team, in Brooklyn, and they had to, Brooklyn had to fight. To get that eighth seed, mm-hmm. and this is kind of why the reason why I didn't jump on Atlanta's bandwagon to begin with. But uh, I thought they would get past them the first round. Who, yeah, who I mean, them, they, they still—I believe they're still going to win this series. But the at Celtics the same time, was better than them. Better than the the Brooklyn. Nets. Oh, the Nets. Yeah, regular season. Regular season per se. Yeah. yeah, but when you get a mature team like Brooklyn, where you got some veterans, when D. Will comes out of the closet and balls out out of control, that puts a lot of pressure on a young Atlanta Hawks team. I mean, this team is still young to the playoffs, not necessarily up and down the roster because Kyle Korver been in the league for several years. Jeff T, he got some years under his belt. But towards the playoffs, these guys are brand new to me still. Last season they made it in, challenged who, who, Indiana. Brooklyn? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, yeah, yeah. And um, But you see the progress. You see the step. Yeah. They got to progress a lot better than this. They're they pro- tied with the number 18. Right. And they're the what? They were best team record-wise in the NBA, second best maybe right. overall. Counting the teams in the West, but 
Yeah, you expect them to, you know, cakewalk the, the Brooklyn Nets. No matter what D. Will does or, or what he shows, that has a lot. To, you're right. It has a lot to do with Atlanta. Uh, I think it's I don't even, know what's going on. Even two guys can get off. D. Will can get off and uh, Joe Johnson. Right. It'll be tough for to win that game, but I think they can pull it out. Mm-hmm. And and for them to be the number eight seed, I mean, we saw the slip in their schedule. We saw the slip in their mentality uh, at the end of the season, regular season, mm-hmm. uh, about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise, but it is. You usually turn it up. I mentioned yesterday, you got you got regular season where these guys finding their way, and then you, at the same time you finding a mixture combination of players who can play together. Even though you have camp to do that, mm-hmm. but on the court, real live against other players, other teams. You finding your mixture, and it's preseason, so the game is not as fast. You getting your legs under you. Right. Then regular season comes, it changes speed. Speed drastically changes. It's mm-hmm. for everything's for real. But when you get in postseason, those teams that are in the postseason, you're supposed to win those games. If you're the Atlantic Hall, you're supposed to win that game. I'm not taking the thing away from the professionalism that Brooklyn is and and getting into the playoffs. Right. But you're supposed to win that game. Now, if, if no one would be surprised if it was three one right now. No, it's, not at all. Well, everyone surprises too, too. Yeah, at least absolutely. I, am. I, I, I am, I am as well. Especially with uh, what's going on in the East. Period. You got the Cavaliers have injuries. Um, oh, that's gonna be a, this gonna be an interesting you know, series when we get to that conversation. J.R. Smith is suspended two so, games, and they're supposed to be the team in the East going into the playoffs because of the experience they have on their roster compared to Atlanta. So but I, th- I think they were um, number two seed because LeBron missed about twenty something games this year. Yeah, that too. That could be a possibility. So we don't know the facade that uh, Atlanta Hawks is as a team. But shouldn't that motivate you? Knowing that if you're your Hawks? enemy, your number two team is not playing or had the injuries. They moved on, but they have a bunch of injuries, got suspend, suspended. And then also you have the, the Chicago Bulls. They, you know, Derrick Rose Un- and them are, are messing around with the with uh they with Milwaukee. In a row. They lost two in a they row. They lost two in a row, so now they're three two. There should be some motivation going on in Atlanta. Like, hey, we I thought last night they were gonna turn it around. I, I thought Chicago? that was enough motivation for Chicago. Going into the game, no, talking about Atlanta. I oh, thought that okay. was going to motivate Atlanta the way you see Chicago playing, you see the way Cleveland in their situation. That should motivate you, kick back like, hey, guys. And let's get rid of this let's, team. Let's do this. Yeah, let's we got to move on. Let's get rid of this on. team. I don't, I don't understand, um, <clears throat> you know, sports, any, you know, when you line up and you match up and you got competitors, anything can happen, even though you think one team is more dominant or better than the other. Anything can happen because you're talking about some grown men and their livelihood and their professionalism, their ego. You're talking about – if you three one, if I'm if I'm the Chicago Bulls, and I'm seeing what's going on in Cleveland, they sitting at home wrestling, resting. We're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd does a great job over there, doing a great job with those guys who got into the playoff. You didn't expect them to get in. Well, I don't know if you expect them to get in playoff. No, I didn't. But they there. No way. They there. So just the um, and they missing a guy. Yeah, they star missing player. Jafar. <laughs> well, yeah. We're not going to talk superstar. <laughs> yeah, they're missing their star player, one of their star players. But, you know, they got the um, they got in the playoffs. So that 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 materialism that they were having, getting into the playoff, that going back and going looking back, fo- going forward and looking back and say, yeah. well, we've been here before. We got into the playoffs. Now we're taking the Chicago Bulls, who arguably you may feel is the better defensive team in that East. Mm-hmm. And then – they sitting three two. They beat them twice back to back. They have a chance. Now the pressure's on Chicago. And if I'm Chicago, I cannot understand how you watch what's going on in Cleveland. They sitting at home resting. 
you had you could be th- the series could be over. It could be three one right now, or the series could be over right, right. now. And and Derrick Rose, who was an MVP in this National Basketball Association, he was MVP of this league one time. He turned the ball more over than the referee. <laughs> Man, I, I don't get how I don't get I don't get at this level of his game and maturity of a basketball player he is. How that keeps happening? He's he's just doing it. He's just trying to, to do too much. He don't at have once. to. He he needs to come calm down and control the game. And if he want to make sure he's a superstar, that he's doing it. He's going about it the wrong way. We already know that. Yeah. Well, he needs to get Jimmy Butler more involved. Of he need to, Jimmy Butler needs to say, "I got this." True, because Jimmy Butler has been carrying his team for the past year and a half. I mean, even going back to the last playoffs when when they made the playoffs last year. That's when Jimmy Butler's game went up to a whole nother level. So Jimmy Butler, yes, I do agree. He needs to step up and say, you know what, D Rose, I got this. You don't have to do so much. Don't yeah. worry about that. Stop anymore. trying to be a power. Stop driving. Hit, play some defense, which you you can't do. Rose, yeah. Play a little he defense. Struggles. Just be just be active. Be active on the defense side of the ball. Get me fifteen points. Get me. Don't turn the ball over. Get me fifteen points, ten assists, and get out my way. Mm-hmm. That's Look, what got to give credit to a lot of what's going on in Milwaukee. I'm giving that well. credit to Jason Kidd because he got those guys playing. Young team, I mean they they held they holding Chicago under a hundred points. Right, and Chicago and normally does that for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Even even games they lost, Chicago won one game, 91-82, game two in the series. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's great defense that Jason Kidd is putting putting upon. I mean, for them to hold Chicago to eighty eight points last game, eighty ninety. The and, game they, and they and they scored ninety four points. So you talking about Michael Carter Williams? You talking about a guy who was uh, who was in uh, Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. I don't know how Philadelphia got rid of him, but you, uh, you, you can, don't know you can, why they got rid of him, uh, right? <laughs> but you could see something was going down in the draft last year. He didn't know. He was surprised about it. Well, yeah, he he even came out. I remember during that draft. Yeah, he, he said, came out said some things on Twitter about it. Like, oh well, I might as well get my bags the, ready. Right. The night and of the draft, joke he said what everybody like was like, yeah, right. Come on, man. You you the face. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And that's the guy that I kind of look to as a mode of how athletes should take care of them, their money because mm-hmm. he deferred everything for what he live off now is his endorsements and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. this guy was just, this is his second year, right? He was just getting out of college. He was able to make it out of college so you can live off your endorsements. That's more than you had in college. Mm-hmm. And take your contract, your NBA contract, and put it away. That's a, that's a mode that most athletes need to follow if they can. Because everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. You got situations you need to take care of. But you watch him ball in uh, Milwaukee. You watch him play free. You watch him up and down the court, defensively and offensively. A guy that I feel the Philadelphia 76ers shouldn't have got rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they made some moves on paper. They made some moves and they look good. But they still they still not there yet. And I, you get a team like Philadelphia about two more years, and you have to be relevant. Or everything you did for the past five years was um, – could be considered as bad management, waste of draft picks here and there, uh, but you got to step it up. And you talking about a guy, Michael Carter Williams, in Milwaukee right now, balling out of control. He yeah. got his team one game away from tying it up with Chicago Bulls, who's the best defensive team in my opinion, and this uh, on the in the East. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, we talk about the Portland Trailblazers. I think you I, thought that was going to be over. Yeah, didn't you? I mean, just one more comment. I think. Uh, that that series is gonna go seven. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Chicago. And Chicago. Atlanta, it, it, I think it's gonna end the six. It's three two. Somebody's right gonna win those two games. 
It's not going to go seven, Atlanta, Brooklyn. You saying Chicago going Chicago, to Chicago and, um, and Milwaukee are going to go seven games. Mm, that's interesting. I think it'd be over next time they play. Those young boys, they they got nothing to lose. What they don't? They have nothing. And, and that's they why they, it that's and they, they want back to back games. They um, have nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, moving on, Memphis, Trail, Portland last night. Ninety nine, ninety two. Uh, I thought it, yeah. one. I thought it was going to be over, but there was nobody who can stop in front of uh, step in front of Damian Lillard. He took advantage of Mike Conley being out. Portland was at home in that game, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a lot of momentum. Home momentum. Um, if they want to keep their star player. They better win some games. They better yeah. win the next two. They want to. <laughs> they better win the next two. They get out of here first round. It's gonna be tough for Lamarcus Aldridge to stay there. I They're not getting out of the first round. Memphis gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. I think Memphis. Memphis gonna find a way. What is three two right now? Three, three one. one. Yeah, it is tough to beat a team. Well, I guess come back and beat a team four times. I don't know if that's ever happened. Probably maybe once, once before. I don't think it's ever happened with a team three from one. three zero. Oh. Oh, three one. Yeah, three one is. I think. I think the Lakers might have did it, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's no team that ever came back from three zero. For a team to go up three games to zero, there's never been a team that come back. Huh? And in, in the NBA, three zero. Yeah. So Memphis was up three zero. I think Chicago was up three zero, right? Mm. Chicago was up three zero. Chicago what? Chicago Jordan Chicago. Yeah, Jordan Chicago. No, Chicago Derrick Rose and Jimmy Jimmy and, Butler Chicago Bulls. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> no, I don't think there's ever been a team that was in the NBA history that has been up 3-0 and lost the series. Hmm. Chicago looking like they uh, they don't get it <laughs> together. They might be that team. They might be the first ones. Or well, Dallas. Dallas and uh, Houston. Yeah, Dallas is a different I watched way. that game the other night. Yeah, Dallas They game. play again tonight. I, I, I love That's another game I'm going to watch again, too. Oh, my too. goodness. Like I a, love watching. J.J. Barea. Yeah. You know, I like him. He. Uh, it, it looked like he shouldn't be in the league. No, but, it doesn't. But all he does, it does. But all he does is make plays. Yeah, the stereotype. It no, he, he reminds me of a Boris Diaw. Just what? This guy does not need to be in the NBA. Just what I'm he looks about like. Barrow, the little short guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you look at him, you when, when you look at Boris Diaw, when you look at those two players, how in the world are they in the NBA in today? Today's NBA. Boris, how? Boris. Uh, Boris should be in the NBA. You look at Boris. You well, don't he's see from NBA. France somewhere. Yeah, he's from France. Yeah. No, he should be in the NBA. He re- he <laughs> he re- he revised himself. By going to San Antonio, because mm-hmm. he hit big shots. Now he played a little defense. Because I, I, he was in Phoenix, right? He was in Phoenix. Then he went somewhere else for a stop. Ended up in San Antonio. I think it's all. I think it's all. What team you go to? You got it, it has to fit for you. Because same thing I talk about kids coming out of college going to the wrong team, which most time they have no control of. There you wonder where they are. But if you go to a team that you that fits your game and and that team. You know, it, it's you comfortable mm-hmm. that you can play lights out. You don't play with any stress or any worries and the fear and stuff like that. Unfortunately, it happens with the grown man, grown men in sports. But if you go to the right situation, you can flourish. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of guys where he's, oh, where was he? He stunk. He stunk on this team. He goes to this team. Like, man, this guy's turned to the end of the, in the midseason, he's in the NBA All Star. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk some more basketball, we'll get into some football. I want to know if the riots in Baltimore is about. Uh, RG3 getting a contract. Kwame Lachey Sports Talk, Demi Lachey. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America 
Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tommy Lasso Sports Talk. Jimmy Lasso in the studio. 888-346-9144. That is the number for when I call in and join the show. Other than that, we enjoy just keep it going. Uh, we're talking NBA basketball, how Chicago's falling asleep at the wheel against a team that they're way much better than them. But you can't discount some grown men and their professionalism, their their competitiveness uh, to win basketball games. Jason Kidd doing a good job, great job over there in Milwaukee. Uh, we talked about the Nets, how the Nets indeed will play. Uh, Joe Johnson and the Brooklyn Nets gets past the Hawks, ties it up 2-2 in that series, makes it a very interesting series where the Hawks, the number one seed, in the East, or did LeBron's 20-some games he missed give them an advantage in that situation? It's not wrong with being number two seed if you're Atlanta because you uh, you know, you playing the six and you playing the uh, I mean you playing the seven. I don't think it's a big difference between Boston and uh, Brooklyn anyway. Yeah, well, honestly. Well, here's the difference. Here's the difference that I see in those two teams. Boston will scrap and fight. They've done that all season. They just don't have the talent over there. Mm-hmm. They will scrap and fight, and you know you would. When you get done playing with them, you respect them for that for that reason alone. That's a scrappy team. They fight mm-hmm. and they physical. But they, just, they don't have a consistent shooting. That's Brad Stevens. I yeah. mean, even that yeah. Butler when he was coaching that Butler, that's just mm-hmm. the teams he coached. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know why we're still talking about Boston in the beginning with because they got swept anyway. But yeah, but you, they yeah. are a scrappy team, and they remind me of Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, you know, they may have a. I think Brooklyn under a star, a couple star players better than what Boston has. They definitely had the talent, but yeah, they definitely underachieved, underachieved since they put that team together. Chicago's and, underachieving right now, and mm-hmm. and that's not to take away from Milwaukee. Once again, I, I think um, Memphis, uh, well, Portland to me is a good team. So I didn't understand 
and I watched the first game of this series, and I watched them for five minutes not have a basket. And I didn't understand that with the talent they had and how, what they did last year in the playoffs and this season to even get in. But Memphis – I understand. Their, their defense – I understand very well. Why Portland got – why Portland – Zebo and Tony <laughs> Allen. Yeah, them, them – well, he, they different. That's old school basketball. They play old school basketball. You know Steven Jackson – you remember Steven Jackson, right? The Ohio four, State? No, Steven Jackson. Basketball player just – yeah, yeah, Played yeah. with uh, San Antonio, uh-huh. got in a fighting with the Pacers. Yeah. He came out, and, you know, they asked him on uh, ESPN, one of the shows, and they were like, uh, who, are the tough, who are the tough guys in the NBA? He said, now, nah, let, me, let me remind you guys. This is Steven Jackson. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fake tough guys in the NBA. They are. You can see that on TV. You can see I that from I could probably far. do about two. He was like, it's about two guys. Cause they were talking about Matt Barnes, and he was saying how Matt yeah. Barnes is a tough fake guy. It's a tough fake guy? You think so? You think so? I think but Mike Barnes. I, I, I can see it. But Mike Barnes, before you move on real quick, Mike Barnes came out and said, I'm tired of taking up for these guys in L.A. They mm-hmm. soft, and I believe they soft, and I and I can see that, and I can hear where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. They had out there on Palm Tree and Sunshine. And then the Clippers, they not tough enough. They want to be tough, but how do you be tough in L.A.? The Lakers are the tough. The Lakers were tough. The Lakers are tough, but how are the Clippers going to be tough in L.A.? That's too much sunshine for them. Yeah. Now, go ahead. But he made the comments of, there's about a few guys I can name on one hand. He's like, it's probably about three. And he said, Zach Randolph. Everybody know that. That guy for real. He's Old still man. doing things back in Indiana that I can't speak about. But Old man basketball. <laughs> Zach Randolph. Tony Allen. Tony Allen. Go ahead. And maybe, he said, maybe Draymond. He, or they bought, up, they bought up Draymond Green. He said, I'm not sure yet. He said, I don't know yet. I don't think he's he's been around long enough. And they also said uh, Kendrick Perkins. He said Kendrick Perkins. He's a, he, he Kendrick only named Perkins? like a, a, he was a, always tough. Yeah, he only named a hand like three guys. It was hilarious. I was like, man, he said everybody else in the NBA. Said, do you fake? You a fake tough guy, or you just, we just ain't seen it yet? You wait for the uh, and half of those guys he's probably talking about who that we haven't seen yet. They wait for the referee. They do it when it's a when it's, the fight is going to be broken up. Mm-hmm. Them fake tough guys to me. You you want to fight. Because you know the referee's going to break it up or your teammate's going to break it up. Or you want to fight when you got about five other guys with you. When you're by yourself, oh, man, you're dapping everybody up. Hey, what's up? Such and such, this, this, and that. But when you uh, when you, when you got a team around you, you're tough all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. And with that toughness bringing into that Portland series, I mean, you got two of the toughest guys in the NBA on one team. It's, gonna, it's tough for a team like Portland to get buckets. I'm sorry, LaMarcus Aldridge, you're very talented, but it's it's tough to go. Didn't he hit 50 some points in the series last year? Was it 60 some points? It wasn't points? against Memphis, but it wasn't yeah. Memphis, he but did. I'm just saying. Houston. Shit, you got a shot at Houston, yeah. yeah. He was averaging like 40 that series. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and and they should have signed him last year, and they wouldn't have to worry about that. But I think he was the one that wanted to go into the free agency yeah, and see did. what his worth was. was. What, what, was the worst, what was the worst team that got swept? Was it the Boston Celtics or the. Uh, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. Tough guy on the on the no, Pelicans. No, I ain't talking about no tough guy. What's the best worst oh. team? What's the <laughs> what's the best worst team in the playoffs? Uh, that got swept because Boston got swept. The uh-huh. Pelicans got swept. Okay, I like now, that. I like that. Um, best worst team. Who else got swept? Pelicans, Boston, uh, Toronto. Toronto got swept by Washington. I'm not sold on Toronto in the playoffs. Um, well, then you're not sold on Washington. Oh, I'm sold on Washington. They Paul playing. They playing anymore? great. They playing good, great basketball. But they stunk up the regular season. They, they well, did they, because they weren't, they weren't they, consistent in regular season. Everybody was injured. 
Paul Pierce had days off. Bradley he, Bill didn't play. I think he missed like Paul 40 Bradley. games this season. Wait a minute. NKG and um I'm let me trip it. NKG and um KG in Minnesota. And Minnesota, yeah, he mm-hmm. went back home. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I was having Milwaukee flashbacks. <laughs> but uh I think the best team that got swept. The best worst team. The best worst team. And uh, Toronto got swept by uh Washington. Yeah. Um it has to be it has to be New Orleans. I mean, they could have easily been up. They could have been up in that they series 2-1. Play- they could still be playing to this day. What? They could have been up in that series. They had game two. They, they had game two. Yeah, we watched that. And one. they for sure had game three. They had game three. I don't know about game two. They had game They three. had game two. They had game two. Game three. That, that, was, that was when uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, had that in the corner. Yeah. And they were up 20 going to the fourth quarter. They right. had that game. That's what I said. They had that game. I stopped I watching that. the game. You say you turned it off. You turned. To the middle of the fourth quarter when. That's the game they won, 123 to um, in 119. Overtime. Yeah, in overtime. Oh, my goodness. Come on, New you Orleans. See, New Orleans, well, Golden State not going to be able to do what they did against another opponent. Take them for granted and fall asleep. You can't do it against uh, who they got after this, Clippers or San Antonio? The uh, oh, the, the Warriors? Say, yeah, or they do they got anybody from Memphis? No. Yeah, yeah, they they play the winner of the Memphis-Portland Portland series. They don't want to see Memphis. They want to see Memphis because they hot and they fresh right now. They don't want to see Memphis. is still playing. You Draymond wanna... Green do not want to see Zebo. He don't want to. He don't want to spend time in that paint with with Zach Randolph. <laughs> Zach gonna get his. Zach gonna get his. That's old man basketball. That Draymond guy, Green does he not want to see the oldest school basketball game you, you haven't seen him in twenty I years. I agree, and it works. Four games straight because Draymond Green came out saying, you know, I wanted to wear down Anthony Davis. I want to put that big he body. He do on that. Him. He not did he. I said he could do that, but which one? He ain't wearing down. He ain't Zach. wearing down Zebo. He ain't not wearing down Zach. I can't wait for that. Ooh, I can't wait for that matchup in the paint. Golden State wins that series too. It won't be no. It won't be a sweep. Who gonna guard Marcus Saul? Who gonna guard these big boys? Who gonna guard the uh, Splash Brothers? First of all, you forgetting all about Tony them? Allen. He got he, Tony Allen can check. Take take him Monday check, night. Check, check who? Take the other one Wednesday night. All you need is just one. One of them gonna go off. Tony what? Allen gonna shut down the other one. Okay. I guarantee you. Okay, that. but this this they got. Now, one, one I wouldn't have, sold that's on Golden, all you need I sold, one. I wouldn't sold on Golden State three years ago because that center was too soft. Mm-hmm. He's he's showing up. He's I, showing I, up I, didn't, I didn't think he was too soft. I think he's soft injury wise. I mean, soft. He, he, soft. Okay, get healthy. You got to you know. <laughs> okay, you play football. You know you got to prepare for a long football season. Now, a freak injury. That's one thing you can't control. That now. You got basketball with 82 games, regular season games. Mm-hmm. You got to prepare for that. I don't care if you take games off, but don't dress up and take games off. Just don't put on your uniform. Mm-hmm. But don't get on the court with a uniform and take games off. Don't do that. <laughs> I got a problem with that cowardness right there. Golden State, they they beaten Memphis, and I like Memphis, and I like Memphis. But and I and let me let me go back a little bit because be I said I said the Chicago Bulls was the best defensive team. Well, they are in the East, but this is the West, and Memphis Grizzlies has the best defensive team, I think. It's easy to say Golden State got one because they always up on teams, so they, the defense is easy because mm-hmm. you're forcing guys to take shots they wouldn't normally take trying to get back into the game. So so we, we'll see in that series. But that's all predicated if uh, Memphis, if Portland, on, where I'm they at home. I'm now. You take the home, note. They at home next game? Memphis? Yep. Uh, no, they in Portland. They're important, I believe. Game six, I think it's going back to Memphis. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, pressure. The last two games is back in Memphis. But, yeah. Um, pressure can change, I think. 
fives and where's uh uh-huh. okay yeah they uh they might be at home Memphis move Memphis is gonna move on past Portland and I could see them beating Golden State man Golden State had two of those games lost against the Pelicans Pelicans had them beat they could have been up they should have been up two one. And I should have been in jail. Still right playing. Now. <laughs> and I should have been in jail. Right. Would should have. Still would've. playing to this day. Should have, could have, would have. So with that signs being being met and seen that they can be beat, they should be beat to put a mature team out there on that floor like a Memphis Grizzlies who beat the Golden State Warriors a couple years ago in the playoffs to move on to the Western Conference Finals. Okay, that that helps. So it's it's been that done helps before mentally wise. That helped because you say, well, we beat this team before. That helps, but we ain't, we ain't talk, we talking about this year. I think just in regular season, I think. You check my records on this. You can look this up. I think Memphis, Golden State only beat Memphis one time this season. Out of four meetings, if I'm not mistaken. You might want to – you can check that yourself because I know for that. sure. I'm not going to check that. All I know is in postseason, things change. Things With do every, change. Well, we'll see. Them boys in the great. paint, them boys down in, in the paint is not. They ain't ready for that. Them the Californian boys ain't ready for no, that down south. Golden stuff. State is not ready to keep shooting that ball that's if you want to. I keep telling that's, you, that's they're that's not going to see the finals. Right <laughs> keep telling you, Golden <laughs> State is not going to see that finals with the Splash Brothers being one and two. Let's go into some football. You got anything that said basketball? No, I'm good. I'm done being. I just, uh, uh, I was just Nate rooting. Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say uh, Nate Smith? Yeah. I was just rooting for uh, this guy uh, in the football world coming out of college right now. I was rooting for him, even though he has a foot injury, uh, Shane Ray. I was rooting for this guy. He went to, went to Missouri. Um, he could have went anywhere coming out of high school, but, you know, one of the things he said was, you know, I wanted to stay at home because my mother deserved to see me play. I understand that. I understand that a great deal. A guy who went to the combine but couldn't run as a 40 because he has a foot injury. Now you gotta you gotta explain to me. Although, you know, if I sit down and think about it, it, it it'll come to me. Athletes, we do some of the dumbest things in the world. And I get to uh, uh, Jones, who left his car, the UFC fighter. We'll get to that a little bit. We'll talk briefly on that, very briefly. Shane Ray. He was cited Monday, yesterday, for marijuana possession. This guy was supposed to be a top 10 pick, and probably two teams can have him right now. And this is a guy with a foot injury. Mel Kuyper's big board, top 10. You look at the uh, Cleveland Browns, who got two picks in the first round. I think it's 9 and 19. Cleveland Browns, you know, dealing with the Johnny Johnny Manziel situation with him being Mm -hmm. uh, in rehab. Why are you putting yourself in the system before you even get into the NFL? He's going to be automatically in the system before he gets to the NFL. He was cited for uh, Monday for marijuana possession. Disappointing, honestly. I'm, it is disappointing. I'm disappointed. Was it, I was rooting for this guy, too. I was, too, because, um, well, it was not only him. I mean, uh, Randy Gregory did the same deal with his marijuana, but he came out told him, Scouts, this is during yeah during the scouts the during the combine, which he came out early and you know confessed to it and said he's going to make these changes. Shane Ray, I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure this wasn't the first time he's been around with marijuana in his possession. 
I mean, I, I wish he could have spoke of it beforehand. Then it coming out now. Akeem, um, Akeem Talib did. Right. I, I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. But you know what? He still went in the first round. Mm-hmm. Still. Now I still I still believe he wasn't top ten, but he would have been. I don't. I still believe Shane Ray will still go in the first round. Yeah, but he going in, right into the program now. Mar- marijuana. That, we all. It, it is what it is to you. The guy could play football. He's all over the football. He's always around the football. He could play football. But when you have an injury and you in, you in an audition for the scout in, this, in, in Indianapolis, it's at the combines, and you can't run, you might be able to do a little thing, but you, you, what you did do while you was there was interview with him. You can't get in trouble because certain things you can't do, and you got to wait for your pro day to do them. And you, mm-hmm. now, but you still have an injury that they, a lot of teams would be concerned with. A foot injury. We're looking at uh, Kevin Durant and his foot injury. Kevin Durant would never be the same again. Mm-hmm. Never. But you got an opportunity. But he's in the league. He's made some money. He's made some change. He's he establishes who he is and who he's going to be in the NBA. Shane Ray, who has a text uh, uh, tattoo, said X-Ray. Mm-hmm. X-rated. But he, he play on words with R-A-Y. Rooting for this guy. Liked him. This of what I knew about him. This I didn't know. This this I didn't know. He gets cited yesterday for marijuana charges, possession of marijuana, mm-hmm. especially when you couldn't do what you was at the combine to do, and that's perform. And now you counting on your pro day, but now you also counting on going right into the program, right into the program. Once you get into the NFL, and he may still be a top ten. Your boys may still. Your boy would definitely be a top ten, also. Yeah, Randy. Uh, yeah, I still believe so. They're not top top fifteen at the most, at the best. Um, but, but you don't give yourself any room for it. No, you there. just don't. You just don't do it, man. Young guys. I mean, you. Another shout out. You know, if you're in college, you because you when you're in college, man, you think you untouchable. I'm not gonna lie. I was Especially feeling that when everybody way. talking about you. When everybody talking about you. You, you you are untouchable. You know the whole community behind your back. You doing your thing. You 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 feel like you're untouchable. But athletes all around the world, man, young or old, and in in different sports too. Because look right. at uh, John Jones. He mm-hmm. facing felony charges from hit and run. Right. That's crazy. You are not untouchable. The only reason he came back to the car to pick up a large amount of money that he had in there. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Let me take a quick break, man. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We talk some. Uh, we definitely gonna get into some RG three and watch some Redskins. Was it better to pick up that fifth option or get a quarterback in the draft and pay them less? Because that fifth option, I think, is about thirteen or sixteen million. You don't have to get a. You don't have to give a college quarterback that much. Kwamla Sports Talk. Then when I say we be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. 
Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Monday you got to do everything you like, although it's Tuesday and it's Taco Tuesday. I might hit them up late tonight, later on this evening. I can't, um, I'm not hungry because, I, like I said, I cheated this morning. I went to Einstein's instead of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Better coffee at uh, Starbucks, way better coffee. Einstein's coffee is, I think, they let little kids make it. There's <laughs> <laughs> some water and a few coffee beans. Now, maybe it's what I get at Starbucks. I get the Pikes Place, the uh, bow. I have a strong one. Mm-hmm. It's maybe that. but I don't think I ever had coffee from Star- uh, Einstein. Man, you're not missing anything. Okay. But I can get used to anything, especially when I got a bagel with me, a cinnamon raisin bagel with uh, Easy on the peanut butter and toasted. Mm, so good. I might get another one. <laughs> I might get another one. John Jones has been released on bond after turning himself into the police Monday after a hit and run and allegedly... Involved in that day in Albuquerque, New Mexico. What you doing in Albuquerque, New Mexico? Is he from there? Who who do, who goes there? Although I went there three when I was coaching defensive coordinator. At, he could uh, have been training there or something. True, but Arizona is the best training place in the valley in the, in the country. Um, charged with a felony because he left the scene. He came back. Alleged, uh, initially, there was no injuries uh, to the hit and run victim, but. That's been confirmed that they were in our injuries. Mm-hmm. She broke her arm, pregnant woman, with a broken arm, hit and run. You leave the scene of the crime, becomes, it's a felony. He came back because he had a large sum of money in the car. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the only reason he came back. Other than that, he might have got away with it. They'll find him anyway, because if it's a rental car, he put it on his <clears> name. <throat> mm-hmm. But what is he doing? This is the same guy that was tested uh, positive for cocaine, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, John Jones. Uh, took no, before, yeah, yeah. Of the yep. Before his mm-hmm. um, before his last man. bout, his last fight. Yeah, I think it, 
think he was charged with cocaine, which, which is crazy. So we go back, we go back to once again to and one of the things you mentioned also, uh, athletes all over, sometimes you feel like you're invincible. And at one point, he, he's, his fights used to draw so much attention, and they still do. Uh, he was that great. But the substance abuse and the, the, the things he's doing, the bad decisions that a lot of us make at a time of, uh, at a time of adversity, in, in those adverse times, I should say, they're not the right ones. Mm-hmm. They're not the right ones. Yeah. Uh, early in December, he was tested positive for uh, metabolites of cocaine while training for his bout against uh, Daniel, what is it, Daniel Kamir? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. So he may have some issues with that, uh, that substance abuse thing. He might have to check himself into some type of clinic like the Johnny Manziel did, come out, make it look like it's all good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Let's move over to um, let's move over to Washington. Well, we do have a big fight coming up this weekend, Manny and Manny and um, um, Mayweather. That's a big fight. Oh, I they guess say, they say it's the biggest you are gonna get. I, I don't. I don't think it's the biggest you are gonna get. I don't it's think the it's biggest the, revenue <laughs> that they gonna get. Right, because I think if Ali had the social media and all that stuff, the way he fought and everything he did, oh, he would have had the biggest. Tyson. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tyson's just beating everybody. I think uh, uh, Klitschko, the Klitschko brothers, but one of the ABO, WBO, uh, heavyweight champion, I think he's going against a young cat who's uh, 18 and 0. Uh, he's going to fight, defend his titles. That's coming up soon. But you're talking about Mayweather, a marketing genius, strategist. Mm-hmm. You're talking about um, Pacquiao, one of the most dominant ones in the game. So it, it will be interesting. It will be interesting to watch these guys, to see this guy, uh, this fight. You know why I'll be in Dallas. I won't be able to watch this fight. Like I said, let's move on to the uh, Washington Redskins. <laughs> and that's a riot going in the Baltimore, D.C. area, more, more so the Baltimore area. <laughs> the riot might be why you giving RG3 this fifth option. All he do is make <laughs> quotes and, and, and little soliloquies about his game, about what he going to do. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear all that talking. Mm-hmm. You got to go play because you the same guy came out with Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck is still balling. And Andrew Luck has his flaws. He throws a lot of interceptions. He come under that Peyton Manning cloth. They work together. I think they got the same agent or the same um, QB coach. Quarterback coach, yeah. yeah. But he making mistakes as his team win. Mm-hmm. RG making mistakes and RG was hurt. RG3 was hurt. Robert Griffin the third was hurt. The Washington, they decided to pick up that fifth-year option. Redskins general manager Scott McCollin said out they are picking up the fifth year option for RG three. Now, would have served you best to get one of these quarterbacks in the draft? Uh, they can still reach for a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Well, they just gave him fifteen. It gets thirteen million, thirteen to sixteen million, and quarterbacks coming out these days, you don't have to give that much money to. Right. You got a four year deal worth ten probably. Ten million of that. So I still think it's still room for them to take a quarterback in in a draft, second, third round. You still have the ability, like you say, you can get a quarterback now cheaper than what you got for um, back when Sam Bradford was getting seventy million and um, Cam Newton was getting guaranteed contracts, first round draft picks. So I think you can pick up a guy second, third round. Um, maybe a guy like Hundley. Uh, Hundley would be a great. Hun- he, he would be Hunley good in Washington. Yeah, but I still like Pittsburgh. But go ahead. Well, you can reach for that second tier of quarterbacks coming out of this draft. Honestly, they can wait till next season. Um, well, if, if RG does what he's supposed to do, they can wait. To, they won't. They might not need to. Mm-hmm. 
In the five years him being in Washington, and, and that time went by fast, he might have two good seasons if this one is good. Mm-hmm. But his season needs to be great. He needs to be coming into his own now. This fifth season, he needs to be coming to his own. Stop talking so much. He's about to make this year $16.2 million as the Washington Redskins pick up that fifth-year option. Now, there was a lot of talk about if they were going to do it or not. Or what kind of quarterback? We watched the quarterback carousel that they had in Washington. And we watched how they almost destroyed the image of RG3, Robert Griffin III, as being a quarterback or an intelligent quarterback and what he can do from the center, under the center, or running the football team, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy for on most on most parts. But when you're giving a guy who haven't showed that, well, he showed some promises, but haven't done anything for the city as far as consistent winning, it's hard to win in the NFL, but you'd like to think you had the right guy. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think so. Andy, Andy had the first pick out, if I'm not mistaken, so they got the quarterback they wanted. They probably got the best quarterback in the draft that year. And uh, Andrew Luck, football-ready guy. Mm-hmm. You watch both of these guys' career in college. Andrew Luck was NFL-ready. You watch the um, athletic ability and the and the ball, the passes that uh, RG3 made out of Baylor. You could say he's football-ready. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson came in the same draft. Russell Wilson came in the yeah, same draft. This up. Russell Wilson, yeah, guy who's been to two, two Super Bowls already. Now, now. That's great for him, but he has a defense. These teams, these other quarterbacks that we mentioned, they don't have the defense that um, Seattle has. They don't have the running game that Seattle has. Right. Andrew Luck fell into the right situation. He was actually the third-string quarterback and the third got picked in the third round. They tried to get uh, Matt Flynn, from the uh, gave him a lot of money from uh, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. The, quarterback, the coach made an executive decision, gave Matt Flynn all that money and let him go. You just look at RG three and say this guy will take us where we need to go, and now it's benefit it's benefiting everyone because he got a contract situation coming up. Mm-hmm. You talking about a guy who's been to two Super Bowls, won one, mm-hmm. should have won the second one if if they wasn't trying to do too much uh, politicking, give the ball to your best player on that offense. Mm-hmm. You might have two Super Bowls. You might not be Super Bowl MVP, uh, Russell Wilson, but you. <laughs> But you, but yeah, you got two, two Super Bowls. Right. You got two under your belt. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people can't say that. Now, sixteen point two million for uh, Robert Griffin III. I think you go into the draft and get a quarterback. I think you go get a Huntley. I think you go get a um, uh, uh, what's my guy name in Baylor? If you can Bryce get him, Petty. Go um, get Petty. Petty. Yeah. Then you got two Baylor quarterbacks, <laughs> and I think Petty would be more successful. I, I think so. But you look at the uh, Gruden and his offense, he has a pretty good offensive uh, scheme, uh, but I can't understand why they're not winning. It's, 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 it's the quarterback. It's that position. got to have a quarterback. They they, finish, they got talent. They finished 4-12. and 12. They have a great talent on the outside. You have um, Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson, I still think is the best deep threat downfield in, mm. in the NFL. Um, you got guys underneath. DeAndre Roberts, uh, he used to play for the Cardinals. I mean, they have the talent. Yeah, Their running back is waiting to have, you know, it's a passing game away from Alfred Morris from attacking any team in the NFC East. He's ready. He's bolded. He's, this is, what, his third, fourth year now? Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. That quarterback position needs to get better. It needs to have more competition, so that way you can go with the guy you can trust. Uh, they're still dealing with Kirk Cousins. I don't know. You know what? If they're going to, you know, look for him for a trade option, 
Um, with RG3 signing that fifth year, um, coming back, whatever, picking, up, picking that up that option, that could be. I don't know if it has no trade values to it or not, but it could be tradable as well. well he, yeah, he could be could on the trade, trade block. You could trade him at a draft time. You can trade him Thursday. Speaking of Thursday, <clears throat> uh, come down to Coach and Willie's downtown Chandler for the draft party we're having here in the Valley, 1 East Boston Street. Come out there, have a good time. Some of the proceeds go to the foundation. Uh, but there will be great raffles, a lot of prizes. It's been a fun time, VIP, 4.30 to 5.30. Now, Redskins are 4-12, like, that's demoralizing. I know what 4-12 feel like. I know how that season feels. You can't wait to get the cam in, but then you got to answer questions about last year. So you want to hurry up and get that out of the way. All athletes, when you lose a game, you can't wait to watch the film uh, most times, but you definitely can't wait to get to practice get that out your system. Mm-hmm. Now, 4-12 – after having a season he had his first year and they haven't been better than that, they just mirror the Dallas Cowboys season, who was 12 and 4, 10 and 6, Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia didn't even make the playoffs, they were 10 and 6. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals was in that situation before. The New York Giants, 6 and 10. New York Giants will be better this year. They mm-hmm. will have a better team this year. Coughlin signed a one year deal with the New York Giants. Anytime you put those two, Coughlin and Eli Manning, under the microscope, they always find a way to do something in the playoffs. Dallas um, professes that they will win a Super Bowl this year. That's not going to happen. Um, we talked about Shane Ray, uh, the Missouri number five prospect in the NFL draft, top ten at least, in his situation, his case. Redskins got a chance to uh, pick this guy up right now. Mm-hmm. And they need to put uh, players like that around them on their defense. So that might be a good draft. So maybe – Maybe RG3, $16.2 million option that they picked up, maybe it's the quarterback is not the situation. Maybe that's not the issue because you have to get some stuff on defense. Like, you know, Shane Ray was mentioned in that, in that Washington Redskins on that draft board. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. We shall see how that part out. Deshaun Jackson, he lands a BET reality show. I'm not going to watch it. Me neither. Why? We, why? I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tune into the first episode just to about. see what this deal is about, but I'm not going to follow up and tune into it because, honestly. He's a reality show already. Yeah, exactly. He he doesn't need BT. He doesn't need any network, honestly. He, he can do this himself. He does it on ESPN all the time. He better be careful because, you know, the NFL, they, they don't want you making money. You just Sean Jackson. Mm-hmm. This have nothing to do with what you're doing in the NFL, but you you got to come back to the NFL. You don't want to do that because, uh, you know, uh, what's my guy's name was in Chicago now with receiver for the New York Jets. He was flying mm-hmm. every Monday to Philadelphia to do a radio show. That uh-huh. was just dumb. You got a football seat. You don't, do that. you don't fly anywhere and make them come. Do it, on, um, do it remotely or go to the studio in your town. Mm-hmm. You don't want anything distracting you from what you have to do. Unfortunately, we get run out of time. It is Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. It is. We got to get out of here. We're going to be off tomorrow, but we got some, uh, we want to do some little filming uh, down at the um, draft party. So come on down for that. We got, mm-hmm. she's coming in town. Yes, Miss Lexley. Um, TV producer. You can follow her up on uh, YouTube at Lexley, Lexley TV. Um, hilarious. She's, you know, she's, she's funny. She, she's great at what she does. Part of um, King Fit Family, King Fit Production. She's amazing. So follow up on her. She will be in town Wednesday. She'll also be there Thursday at the draft party. I mean, it'll be a fun, fun time. And uh, we're going to do a few promo videos and pictures taken. I mean, it's going to be a great deal. So 
I am Kwame Lasseter, Jeremy Lachey. <clears throat> we will talk to you guys Thursday. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.